0: Your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to another day of Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608 785 7914 is the talking text line. I will say in a couple of minutes, what, eight minutes? We'll see how long I blab here. I'm going to have the outgoing Lacrosse City Council President, Martin Gall, on and his mustache. We'll assume that he still has a mustache. I don't. I don't actually know. Uh, I didn't ask him before. I talked to him quick before the show, uh, which was a good conversation. I should have recorded it. We could have just used that conversation for the show. Um, we'll say there's, there's, I haven't, I haven't I just saw this. So it, it's just very, a blip on the radar at this point. Uh, but, but the, the idea that uh, the Lacrosse County Republican Party shared a, an article with the headline council member quote, bunch of white people will pay is a funny way to, uh, to snag just the snippet of a, of a quote. (laughs) And um, it's a really weird article. I don't know who MD Kittle is. There's no link. So you can't click on that person's link and see their bio or what other articles they've written. But uh, it's about a, a city council member coming, uh, soon to be on the council, and uh, in the article they call that this, this council member a woke University of La Crosse history professor, and uh, they were in a meeting with what the article calls her socialist chums from our Wisconsin Revolution in a Zoom call. So, the socialist chums made it into an, a news article and woke University of Wisconsin lacrosse professor. Um, no hyphen there, Wisconsin dash lacrosse. I didn't put that in there. Uh, very, very strange thing to write and post and just even be a part of. I don't know. It's so weird. Um, anyway, so that was, uh, that just popped up on my radar right before the show. Uh, it's always a good time heading to the Lacrosse County Republican Party Facebook page. Always a good time. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. Uh, oh, and also on that page it says that Bill Fian was re reelected um, as the third district party Republican Party chair, uh, chosen the lead for the next two years. So Bill Fien will continue in that position for the Lacrosse County or for the Republican Party in the third district. Um, all right, what else do we got? Uh, the 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 Brad just got back from. Well, he didn't just get back, but there was a, a rally today. Uh, um, and you can check wisdomnews.com. I haven't actually looked at this yet because he just posted it, and he just ran in here to tell me uh, a demonstration to support immigrants in the Cooley region. A few dozen people showed up at Riverside Park this afternoon uh, after a march from Cass from the Cass Street Bridge. The event was. Part of the march to victory relay across america rally so uh got that on the uh wisdomnews.com website but a couple of other things on there maybe maybe uh also kind of interesting the johnson and johnson vaccine looks like it's going to be put on the shelf for for a little bit while they they study this this blood clot situation so brad also talked to Um, a lacrosse Mayo doctor about that. So that's on the wisdom news website. Doesn't, doesn't seem, it seems like being very, just very cautious at this point with that, with that story, with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Um, but, uh, that's, that's what we're going to do, right? We're just going to, there were six cases. So we're, we're pausing the vaccine because of six cases where, where people got blood clots. So it's kind of interesting how, you know, it's a very, very low percentage, right? One person did die. All six cases were women. They were aged 18 to 48. Um, So six cases paused a vaccine, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, one person who died. And more than 6.8 million doses of the vaccine have been given out in the U.S., in the U.S., with a uh, majority of having no mild, none too mild side effects. So that that's some extreme caution there, I think. So it uh, looks like Joe's calling. Let's get Joe. Did I hang up on Joe? Maybe he hung up. I don't know. Uh, sorry, Joe, but now I'm going to go to break. I'm going to go to break. I'm going to get Martin Gall on here to talk about the swearing in ceremony that's going to happen next week for LaCrosse mayor elect mitch mitch reynolds mitch cabot i almost said and uh six new council members too so we're going to get um uh six new people on the city council mitch reynolds and and martin galls headed out the door uh, he ran for ran for mayor so I, i'm guessing that he had to You can't be on the council and run for mayor i'm guessing so we'll ask him though all we'll right, we're gonna we'll be back in a minute all right welcome back to lacrosse talk pm 6087857914 if you want to text me right now if you want to call in a little bit you can do that to martin gall lacrosse city council president for one more week is on with me how's it going martin
1: pretty well Rick and yourself
0: I'm good i now we've we had you on a couple you know while you were running for mayor there and we made fun we while well, we had some fun with the idea that you have your, your mustache is running for mayor. Since you lost, did you shave the mustache just to kind of get a fresh start, or you still got it?
1: No, no, I still got it. I have to say the mustache, I mean, I got over the loss pretty quickly. The mustache took it a bit harder. It's been drinking quite a little bit, but that's got its benefits too. So I think we'll make it.
0: Drinking milk, right, and then you get the milk, double milk mustache?
1: Uh, no. No, <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not much for milk. Uh, depends on the time of the day, but not necessarily what I – take as a regular beverage
0: no (laughs) um all right so in in a week here we're going to do a swearing in ceremony for for mitch reynolds and uh six well i guess we'll do seven council members but right we'll have to re-swear in uh haple is that what we'll do
1: yep that's correct everybody that was stood that stood for election this time will be sworn in
0: correct all right so do you are you even a part of that or do you do you even show up to that because you're out you're kind of headed out you're not on the council starting next week
1: Well, yeah. What actually happens, uh, Rick, is that uh, there's a a meeting before that of the council that currently exists, and any business that we have, if there would have been any legislation that was tabled or referred or any anything like that, we would need to uh, pass that on to the next council. Uh, I don't believe we have anything on that agenda. So, basically speaking, we will just call to order, uh, probably make some statements uh, from the mayor and from outgoing council members, probably, and. Uh, we will adjourn at that point and the new council will uh, begin the process of taking their seats
0: now last time we did this there was no global pandemic is there anything are we going to do anything different or or to to i imagine we'll be wearing masks or something but maybe we could do it outside i don't know uh, do we know how we're going to run this thing next week
1: well, in all truth, I'm not really sure. I mean, it's not going to be like it normally is where everybody's in council chambers. Uh, I believe that they are, that there is an ability to be in council chambers, which, of course, for the folks that are being sworn in is probably uh, based on that necessity. But insofar as the outgoing council members, we do not necessarily, I mean, uh, we can be there virtually or in person. Uh, I don't know what anybody's going to be doing. I personally will be there virtually uh and uh but it'll it'll roll out according to the guidelines we're following given the covid situation.
0: All right, looks like 22% chance of rain and 48 degrees. So not really one you want to be outside for. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think I think it's going to be held right in City Hall. I don't know where exactly. I suspect it's in Chambers. I mean, there's going yeah. to be there's plenty of room there, and uh, I don't think it'll be an issue. And again, I know that some of the council members will be there virtually, regardless.
0: Now, you and Jessica Olson on the council had run for mayor. Now, if you're doing this virtually, people will know exactly who you are because you will be able to see you. But will you be hissing and booing when when Mayor Mitch gets sworn in?
1: Well, I'm not going to speak for the council or for Jess, frankly, but I very seriously doubt that. I mean, uh, uh, Mitch and I have talked since he won, and I'm very pleased that he's uh, going to be our new mayor, and I wish him well.
0: All right, so you're having no fun with me now. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Um,
1: uh, I mean, it's, I'm not saying that I, I'm on virtual. If you see my TV screen go off, you never know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> but you know, I'm just saying for public consumption, I'm going to be a good guy.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, all right. So with with that, we're swearing in Mitch. We're swearing in six council members. We're also going to nominate uh, whoever does that. Then the the council that that comes in and the council members, the seven that are, uh, six that are left. Right. Six members that are left uh we'll nominate a council president and andrea richmond told me last week she's going to nominate barb jensen the the thing that i think is is a little weird now do we do we elect that council president then next week We, we will nominate a president and then vote on that the council will vote on that all in the same day
1: yep that's that's the normal way we do that and really we we have no choice but to do that um The council president, uh, whoever wins that election, and that's of the 13 people that are voting for them, they have got their their first task is to start to figure out who's going to be sitting on our standing committees. That's the only direct appointment the council president makes, arguably the most important one, because our standing committees take care of all the business of the city at some juncture, and the council president assigns all those members. Uh, the new members will be placed wherever the council president puts them, and the old members can also be moved around uh, if need be.
0: All right. So what what I think is weird here is because if we're gonna we we have six new council members, so essentially a, a near majority. So six out of the thirteen members we're gonna we're gonna head to we're gonna nominate council presidents, and I don't know maybe maybe only Barb will be nominated, and it won't even be a thing, and that's probably what'll happen. But these six new council members have no idea who the old council members are, unless they, you know, they've probably been watching council meetings the last couple of weeks. If they know they're going to be on the council or a couple of months, I should say. But is it? A, it's a little strange, right? That the where I'm going to nominate or I'm going to vote on a council president who I I kind of don't even know. It'd be nice to have like a getting to know period.
1: Well, yeah, and like we talked about before, that would be probably advantage. There'd be an advantage to that, but. Given the, given the fact that the council president has got to do the appointments that he needs to, there really can't be a large delay. I can tell you that I believe that most of the new council members have probably been keeping track of the process pretty well, and I think they've probably got a pretty good idea of uh, what's going to be happening during this meeting and who's going to be up there. Now, when I ran for council president the first time, Barb ran against me that time. She was a new incoming member. And we actually made statements, which she requested, as far as what we saw the president's job being. And uh, obviously I prevailed in that. And I think that Barb would be able to look now, look back at that and say that putting a veteran council member in at least the council president's seat, is there's a big advantage to that for the council as a whole.
0: Yeah, and when you were elected, that was four years ago you were elected council president. You've been on the council six years, right? Yep,
1: I was elected for my first term as council president in 2017, and that's a two-year term, and I was re-elected in 2019.
0: All right, so, and then this is another kind of an interesting angle, because you just brought up that the council president will have to put uh, these council members on committees. Well, when you were elected, this isn't all that different, right? Because there were, were there six new, like absolutely new council members in 2017 as well?
1: Yes, it's exactly the same scenario. I mean, it seems like it's pretty earth-shattering, and to a certain extent it definitely is, is different because we're also going to have a new mayor. So there's a hell of a lot of moving parts there, uh, and the mayor's job being pivotal to uh, obviously the city but also to the council and the new members. But with that said, uh, it's not something we haven't done before, and I think that they'll, uh, they'll get this done as we always have in the past, and it'll work well.
0: We're speaking with the city council president, Martin Gall. He's president for one more week. Okay, Martin, so another thing you said the council president will nominate these city council members to committees. On the flip side, while I'm voting on a president that I may or may not be comfortable with, I don't know anyway. I I, I might not know all their, you know, uh, where they stand on certain issues. I might not be comfortable voting for you. But on the flip side, when you were elected in 2017 and you had six new city council members, you didn't know those six new council members in, in terms of like putting them on committees. That's a little different too. How did you, how do you decide that?
1: Well, generally, what I would say, you know, you 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 have conversations with the new council members kind of to see where their interests lie, and they're obviously going to have a preference, and if it's at all possible to honor that preference, that's great. Sometimes it doesn't work out that way, and then you need to uh, make assignments as you can, but one other thing that the council president does, or we have done at least uh, in my time and when uh, Mr. Swartz was the council president, is you assign a current council member to be a mentor, to one of the new people that comes on board. And generally it's a good practice to try and put the mentor and the uh, new member on the same standing committee so that they can assist them as need be to understand the process and work their way through it. That's not a rule, but it's definitely a rule of thumb that we try to follow just to make it easier for all the council members, veteran and newbies and also it makes it better for the city if there's some continuity in that and training that goes with it.
0: Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, how many committees are there? You know. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there's a lot of them. I really couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but there are there's 30 <laughs> 30- to probably 30 committees anyway that i believe that we have some representation on i know when i became council president because we went uh we dropped down to 13 members we did reduce the number of committees that council members had to be on by a certain extent but the workload is still extensive there's no doubt about it
0: yeah (laughs) i finally stumped you (laughs) um
1: Well, Uh, I could have made something up and then I would have stumped you because you wouldn't have known the difference one way or the other. Well,
0: and I wouldn't have fact-checked it. I would have just put it out there on the website later today and then somebody would have been, no, that's wrong, fake news.
1: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I get it. I get it. I've been there. Yeah, and you know, what? I was listening to you before and one thing I will say, too, uh, you made comment about me running for uh, mayor and uh, not running for council president and technically, I could have run for my council seat again and the mayor's job as far as I know. We did have some conversation about that just to kind of verify that with the clerk. But it's not something I would have ever done. I don't think that would have been fair to anybody involved in the process. Uh, I believe that if I was going to select to go to the mayor's office or to run for the job, uh, it was my duty to relinquish my seat and let the chips fall where they may. And that's the decision I made. And I believe Jess was following along those same lines, frankly.
0: Yeah, that makes sense, because I feel like you almost would be a shoe in for the council seat if you're running for mayor because of the attention you would be getting.
1: Well, it would make a big difference. And, you know, a sitting council member definitely has a leg up on folks. And, you know, I, it was kind of a struggle conversation I had with myself when deciding to run for mayor because I think that if I would have run for the council again and been successful and then been successful as running for council president again, I probably could have been pretty helpful in that seat, not only to the council, but to the new mayor. But, I decided to go in the direction that I did and I'm glad that I did. Uh, I was hoping for another spot up on the ladder there but what the hell you're going to do? And uh, I'm I'm satisfied with the outcome and wish everyone nothing but the best.
0: Yeah, now you and your mustache can just have uh, drinks at night and just just watch watch the uh, chaos ensue. <laughs> Um, but, but with you not rerunning and, and a, a new person taking over your district, uh, we, we did end up with a majority of the council being female. Uh, how, how big of a, of a thing is that for, for the City of La Crosse?
1: Well, I think in a, from a historical perspective, it's great. But I honestly don't believe... Uh, I mean, it, it brings a different point of view to the council, the the more of a mix that you have. But honestly, I don't think gender really, to my way of thinking, doesn't make any difference on the council. I think that the, the best interests of the city are what they are, and everybody should work with each other to try and move in that direction. And I don't think that uh, there is... Uh, the gender, the sex, the, the whatever you want to pick as far as differentiation between council members, I honestly don't think it bears too much on the general outcome of the process because we all try and do what's best for the city.
0: Yeah. Um, Okay, and then just before we head out, the, the, I had Andrea Richmond, who's been on the council over 20 years. I, I want to say it was 21 years in two different stints, but she was on the show last last week, and she kind of she just dropped this a little bit. We've talked about we've had some fun with this idea: the strong council, weak mayor. But I felt a little bit like Andrea Richmond was was throwing the gauntlet down, to, in, just in case Mitch Reynolds was listening so that Mitch is already put in his place. Hey, Mitch, you're the weak mayor, we're the strong council. I don't know if that's the best way to go, but um, you, what, what do you think of that idea of strong council, weak mayor?
1: Well, you know, that's a system that we work under, but uh, frankly, unless you have a council that can work well together uh, in a cohesive fashion and is willing to make compromises, That whole concept is probably questionable. If you have a council that's willing to work in conjunction with each other and to uh, push forward an agenda that they all agree on and that will withstand a uh, veto, then the council is strong. But reasonably speaking, if you get some divisive issues out there, but it's not that unusual for council members not to be uh, you know, 100% on board, and a veto comes by, they'll often go in that direction. And I found that to be the case, which kind of surprised me, but it is the way it is. So I think that you know the system is what it is, but unless the council can figure out a way to do what they need to do together, which is that... You spell that compromise. I mean, that's the only way to do that. If they can do that, they'll do all right. But I think Mitch is going to have a good relationship with the council, and I think it's going to uh, things are going to be different. But I think they'll be good.
0: All right. And the last thing I said that might have been the last thing, but I I did want to bring this up because me and Andrea argued about this, and then I messed it up. The the, later that day, I could talk about later. But the idea that the city council the the city council agenda is on the website, and it's it's not complicated to to use, but it's a little bit complicated. The, the wording is sometimes a little off and there's all kinds of PDFs. Sometimes I think one of those agenda items had 19 PDFs and I'm, I'm sure there's a higher number for some of the other ones, but what do you think of the city's website? And is there anything that maybe Mitch or the council could do to, to kind of put that, put that thing in the, in the layman's terms a little bit, or to, 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 to decipher some of that stuff on the agendas each week?
1: Well, you know, that's an interesting question there. You know, you could be, you might be able to do something with the underlying, or the uh, the overarching subject of a conversation, but as far as the attachments and PDFs and all that, those are all legally required, I believe, to be posted to Legistar because they're all, they all have to do with the pending resolutions or legislation. So I think it's not as simple as just saying we should do that. I believe that it would be a good effort to look at, but I think it would take the involvement of the mayor's office, the council, and more importantly, the city clerk's office and the legal department to define what is actually legal for us to do. But if we can simplify the process in some fashion, I think that would be smart.
0: Yeah, we don't want to get into a North Korea situation where we have a PR campaign about all, all the agenda items, and we have Mitch writing up, uh, yeah, this is what I want, and then he puts down some of the agenda items he doesn't like.
1: <laughs> well, you know, and that, that, that's, a, that's a legitimate question. I mean, if you are going to try and simplify something, you really have to keep it generic, and then then the value of it is kind of questionable. But if you're going to write something more specific, who's going to write it? If I've got, I've got something I want to support, I'd be more than happy to write it. You know, so I mean, there'd be a lot of questions that would need to be answered, but I think the general the general uh, uh, con- concept you're talking about there probably would be valuable if we could figure out a way to actually do it.
0: We'll have to create a committee, right, Martin, and then we'll we'll discuss it in committee.
1: I think that we should have media representation with you being the media. How
0: about that? The the dumbest guy in the media trying to decipher agendas. Uh, Hey, Martin, okay, so you're done as city council president. I know you're retired, but what are you going to do? I mean, all these committees and council stuff, Uh, do you just work on cars in the garage, or what do you do in your free time? You know, I, I
1: really haven't figured that out yet. As I said when I was running for mayor, I've been retired three or four times now, and I've always had something to segue into. So I don't know what the what the next part of my life is going to bring. I know my wife, is uh, Joe Beth, is also basically retiring fully at this point, too, so hopefully I'll involve some trips and some grandkids but you know there's a lot of business going on with the city you never know where your one might pop up again if need be and I'm always willing to step forward and help out if there's something that could be done that I am that I could bring value to but we'll, know, we'll see what the future holds.
0: Do you think you would run again in two years? Or four, well it'd be four years right? Unless you moved.
1: Well My feeling is probably not, because in my first year, I'd be turning 70 years old, and I'm pretty sure we can do better than that.
0: (laughs) Okay. I don't know. What that Joe Biden guys of 78 and that Donald Trump guys? I don't know. Those are the best in the country, right? (laughs) So
1: is that, I'm not sure where to go with that. So we'll just leave it at that. How about that?
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Martin. Take care, Rick. Bye. <laughs> Martin Gall, the outgoing city council president. We'll see who gets nominated and elected in one week. All right. We got a break for Scott's comment, Brad doing the news. We'll be back after this. All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line. If you want to get in on here, get out of here, Pearl Jam. I forgot I was doing like Jordan doc music the last dance music. And then I can't just type in, I have to like search. I have to search. Um, otherwise my go-to is Pearl jams. Don't have a pilot. Thanks to Martin Gall for joining us. <laughs> he, he did text me. Hey, look at that. No F bombs or something like that. He texts me after the show or after he came on, uh, uh, it was pretty interesting conversation there on just the idea that we have uh, a, a near majority, six out of the 13 council members coming back, are, are brand new. If Doug Happel would have lost, we would have had seven brand new council members, so we would have had a, a majority of the council coming back. Uh, Doug, thanks for ruining that. Thanks a lot, Happel. <laughs> I think he was running against Keontae Turner. Uh, who was, who came on the show was very good. I I, I feel like Keontae. Uh, we probably have him back just to talk about some of the the issues, especially now with the the police situation in Minneapolis. Again, this is it's just it's it's, a, it's almost insane what's going on, Minnesota and their police, or at least the Twin Cities. Uh, I feel like this might have been. I just saw this story just pop up on the wire uh, within the hour, and. I feel like this might have been on purpose. And we talk about with be UW lacrosse political science professor on Fridays. We always, t- we always mine the news wires during the show because in the 5 p.m. hour, we get these news dumps. Like we, uh, it's Friday, it's 5 p.m. People are done, right? People are headed out. You guys are driving home and whatnot. And, these news dumps will come in right, right as we're punching out. We're done. We're going home. And then, oh no! So you know, somebody has to write this stuff up. But uh, one of these, we, I feel like this is a this is a news dump out of Kenosha, as the stuff that's happening in Minneapolis. Either this is the best time to do this or the worst time to do this. I, I think maybe I I don't know. I haven't. It's only been up for an hour. I haven't put a, more than three minutes of thought into this, but. Uh, The white police officer from Kenosha who was investigating cleared of shooting Jacob or uh, injuring a black man during a domestic dispute has returned from administrative leave. Um, So is this the yeah, this is the Jacob Blake. I just got confused on the names there. So the guy who shot Jacob Blake in Kenosha, remember that police officer seven times in the back when Jacob Blake was going back into his car to get a knife or not get a knife or who knows. Uh, he was clear to that shooting but he returned to duty today or i I don't know if he was yeah officials said tuesdays returned from administrative leave officials said tuesday so whether he returned literally today i don't know but they've decided to tell us today right in the midst of all the stuff that's going on in minneapolis so either you this slips under the radar or this becomes news right and and you know if he was cleared of the shooting of shooting that guy in the back seven times which seems a little crazy uh, he's cleared of the shooting maybe that just kind of goes into into the mix but I feel like also we're, we're we're at the point now where all this stuff is really sensitive maybe maybe do the Friday news dump Kenosha maybe dump that news on Friday at 5 pm instead of right now in the midst of all the other stuff going on. I don't know. It seems like they're. There. It seems like bad timing. I'm getting a text from one of my buddies. He wants to know the the Wisco Sports Show talking text line. Right. <laughs> Want to go talk to Grant? Hey man, I do a show too, Joe. I'm doing a show. You can listen to my show instead of that Grant Bills guy. But uh, so that was one story today. The other story on the wire today too. The 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 Wisconsin is suspending and and Mayo as well in Lacrosse. They had. Uh, we wrote about it. I think I can't remember how many. 200 i think we had like 200 vaccines they're putting on pause they're gonna put them in the fridge for a while i can't find the number i feel like i read that and maybe brad just forgot to put in this story Uh, but johnson and johnson is being put on the shelf for a while as it investigates six cases uh, of women having blood clots. So definitely serious blood clots and six cases. One of them, I believe one of them, one of those women died. They were between 18 and 48. So all six cases were women, all blood clots. And one of them died, but six cases out of 6.8 million is pretty minuscule, but, uh, taking the the biggest precautions with this thing, uh, with the vaccine, uh, hopefully it doesn't deter anyone from getting the other vaccines, which you can do, I, I, men maybe mentioned this yesterday a little bit but the idea that you can you can call mayo on the cross right now or weber health in La Crosse or go on our website i got links in the story and just click on the link sign in and you might be vaccinated tomorrow so you might get the pfizer or the moderna vaccine i get the moderna i've heard that one's fancier you're a little fancy if you get the moderna vaccine pfizer is the most popular one i think but if you're moderna you're special That's when I got And on Tuesday next week, I get the dose number two. And then I think me and Tregoski have planned two weeks out from our second dose. We'll hit up (laughs) all the buffets. (laughs) We're just going to hit all. We're just going to do all the buffets. So during a pandemic where I gain a million pounds, also after a as as we're vaccinated from the pandemic, another million pounds uh, because we're going to hit all the buffets that we haven't been able to hit in a year. Don't think the girlfriend's going to come to any of those. I don't think she likes buffets uh dragged her to a couple but i don't know maybe the steak one <laughs> um but uh so with our conversation with martin gall earlier in the show uh there, there it is pretty interesting the the idea i don't know if andrea was trying this or she just she was just having fun with me andrea richmond who's a longtime city council member the idea that we have a strong council weak mayor and we we asked martin about that but he was right the the council's got to work together and then the mayor's also, you know, it seems like uh, it'd be best if the, the, the council and the mayor all worked together. But part of that too, is to have some, some debates on some issues that happen within the city. And if the council is going to, you know, the council might not agree on everything. So that that's also good too, right? That's democracy at its best. Uh, But the idea that we got to get the general public more involved in some of these issues the the committee week that happens before the city council me- meetings the, those committees that happen on Tuesday and Thursday and and uh, you know there's committees all the time like Gall said he didn't even he couldn't even name how many committees the city has and they cut a bunch so but um the the committee meetings that happen got to make those more accessible the La Crosse County meeting used to go on Facebook Live and it was great because my Facebook If it was on, it would be like, bing, here it is. The the, the county's gone live. School board meeting gets on the YouTube. I don't know why the city council can't just post all these things and and have them live there. And then the county board, the La Crosse County Board, actually stopped having their committee meetings online. So I I don't know why they stopped putting the the meetings on Facebook Live. Just leave them there. Like, how hard is it? I mean, we do this thing every day on Facebook Live. Once you set it up, it's good to go. You have to see me, and that's awful. Oh, my hair's. My hair is a little eh, every day. My hair, um, but yeah, you have to you have to see all of us on the on the meeting. But the, the point is, you can be able to you you can hear the meeting. It's easily accessible. We could put it on every every different social media and and um, video that would allow us Zoom and Facebook Live, YouTube. Why, why aren't we doing that? Put them on. Put them on everything so everyone can see them. Everyone can comment. Then too, we could have someone looking at the comments. Uh, you might have to put your address in there so that we know you're in the district that you're, or in the city or in the county. Um, also, the the idea that we have six, these six new, six new council members and they're going to be part of the swearing in on Tuesday. And then we're going to the council, like Andrea Richmond said, she's going to nominate Barb Jansen to be council president. I don't know if anyone else will be nominated, but we'll see. And then we're going to vote on a new council president But there's no getting-to-know period here, I'd imagine, and I've been told this by a couple of people, that the new council members coming in have been watching the council meetings and been paying attention uh, for however long. So it's not like they're going to be totally blind into what the council has been doing the past however many months, but the idea that we're going to vote on a council uh, council president with six brand-new members who don't know – the seven council people on the board already or on the on the council already uh the, the, you know if there was a couple week getting the no period instead of a couple hours or a couple of minutes and then on the flip side like Gall said there that he the council president then turns around and starts nominating or electing however you want to put it council members to all these committees uh but it, it sounded like that had that there was a little bit better strategy there in terms of talking to you know, the council, people will tell you what committees they want to be on, and then they they almost have like a they they do they have a mentor and somebody to hold their hand through the the committees and and how to do everything a little bit. But that they sounds it sounds like that part's like I like that part that there there's a little bit of a mentorship there, uh, almost like Chris Paul is going to teach uh, the younger point guard how to. I'm just doing NBA talk now. <laughs> Kevin Garnett, when he came back to the Timberwolves to teach the Young Bucks how to play, to teach Carl Anthony Towns uh, how to play. It didn't work because Carl Anthony Towns doesn't play any defense for the Timberwolves. But yeah, I like that idea. And and there's there's probably the six new members are probably pretty, pretty savvy in, in, in knowing who's on the board already, who they like. Maybe they'll nominate someone as council president. Maybe they'll nominate... Someone that didn't even know that they were going to get nominated. I wonder, it's kind of interesting how all that works. Um, but we'll see on Tuesday as Mayor Mitch Reynolds, Mayor-elect Mitch Reynolds, uh, gets sworn in with the six, well, the seven council members, but six of them knew. Again, Doug, thanks a lot. You ruined this. You ruined the, the, the whole story. The only story that Doug didn't ruin was the fact that the city council has gone to a, a female majority, seven at seven to six, which is... Pretty crazy that, uh, crazy that's never happened before, (laughs) but the council did go from 17 members to 13 members in 2017. So slim the numbers. It's a little bit easier to flip the majority in that way. If you're doing male, female anyway. Um, before that there were 20, some members, but I don't remember, I'm not sure exactly when the council went from the 20, 21 members down to 17 um Gary says uh who his fellow who is favorite city council person was I know who that pedeski I know that answer. Um all right I got a big long text I want to read before I re- before <laughs> I bring it to air. So I'm going to take it after after the break and I got oh pedeski's calling in now. All right I'll get pedeski on here quick.
2: <laughs> hey Rick. Hey. Yeah I'm, I'm, I'm Marty you kind of misunderstood Marty, and he didn't. And he thought you knew what he meant. I think, but the only committees, when Marty talked about the council president, not uh, assigning them to committees, he meant J J&A and A and F and P. All the other committees or boards, the mayor will assign them to.
0: Oh, okay. So those two, the Tuesday Thursday meetings before the La Crosse City Council meeting, uh, the week before, those those are the two uh, committees. Right. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense.
2: Right those will be assigned by by the the incoming president of the council and the the other reason that they do it right away is they're going to be down the business within you know within the uh, there'll be um meetings they'll be going to within a few weeks and they'll have to know then because there'll be a j and a and an f and p in may and until they you know uh some of those other meetings until they're assigned by a mayor. Other than the board of public works, they will also they will vote on the board of public works at that meeting. Mm-hmm. Two people or more, and then they would have a, they would vote. But they will need two members to the board of public works because they'll be starting already that third Monday.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, not a whole so lot that, of time. But it would be. They, a, don't,
2: they don't have a lot of time to get to know each other as far as. Waiting to do those other committees.
0: Well, it is nice that Andrea said she's going to nominate Barb, so we at least know one person. It would be nice if uh, other council members were going to nominate presidents. They do this right now, then everybody could kind of, you know, start to maybe even call that that person up and get to know them a little bit.
2: Well, what they can do is what uh, Marty and Barb did on uh, the election where Marty won was. They could just, you know, uh, if if, if more than one person runs, which you may see, then they could just, you know, quick talk at that meeting. But I think a lot of the people coming into this, I mean, you have the six or the seven veterans on council. They know whoever was nominated out of that group, you know, who they would like. And out of the six new, I mean... uh, who knows? They may have talked and already have somebody in mind, and then they'll try and swing some votes.
0: Yeah, it would be interesting if the if we had seven new members, and they all were in cahoots, and they decided to nominate a rookie as president, but I don't think we'll have that. <laughs>
2: well, you never know. Yeah, all right, <laughs> But thanks. they won't have seven new. It'll be six
0: new. Yep, six new.
2: But, uh, you know, and they're not on council yet, so they can talk all they want.
0: Yeah, definitely. You
2: know, once you're on council, you, you can't be talking to... Uh, X amount of people, because then it's state law, then you then you have a walking quorum. Okay. So then the, you can be violating state laws if you start talking to more than maybe, you know, one or two people on council. But then then if you talk to one or two, they can't come out and talk to one or two other people, because, again, that's a walking sure. quorum. Yep.
0: Yeah, I could get into NBA illegal free agency talks, but I won't do it, Gary. Thanks for the call.
2: There you go. Take
0: care, Rick. <laughs> nice right. talking with you. All right, got to take that break. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Thanks again to Martin Gall for joining us. Thanks for Gary to calling in, explaining some of that stuff that I missed. I might have missed that. Um, Josh did text in. He said to all of those people that say that police force is excessive when dealing with criminals, he really wishes that they could spend a day in the life of a police officer where their life is threatened to see how they feel about it. As we're talking about uh, you know police shootings and everything that's happened in the Twin Cities and in Kenosha and yeah it's uh, nobody nobody understands unless they've you know been in that situation and on the flip side, I would say uh, being a black person and, and getting pulled over by police, especially I probably in in the Twin Cities when you when you're a black person you're pulled over by police there. You probably feel pretty nervous. I've I've read multiple accounts. Uh, there, a black person feels pretty nervous when they're pulled over, and a cop is approaching them because of all the stuff that's happened. All right. So, last thing to do here, Eric from Sparta is calling in. So, let's just see what Eric's got to say. I thought you canceled me. I did.